Yeehaw! Yes, it is Friday. It is nine. So randomly, it's a UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, Scottish? One and two. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, doing great. It's Friday. Seems, seems weird being Friday, but um, yeah, we're here. Hey, that's the off-season for you. Well, especially the way the off-season's been at the moment. It kind of ties in nicely that we're out of whack with everything. So there we go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. But we are officially into uh, the off-season program now. That's it. Draft done. So thank God. <laughs> it gets a bit intense, doesn't it? Um, yep. Especially like you know we're doing rookie mini camp next week. So. Rookie, yeah, that that'll be fun to watch. That'll be quite interesting. There's a few things want to keep an eye on, which we'll get into. Um, this is obviously for us a post-draft show because uh, we haven't been on since the draft. But before we go there, we just want to thank everybody that joined us. We actually smashed audience numbers on the three days uh, we did each day as well. There was more and more people as he like see his bit reversed. The day one was oh yeah, good numbers. Day two, ooh, even better. Day three, even more. And you're just like, hmm, okay, that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like even though I was kind of like diving in and out throughout the whole shows and stuff like that, but I could tell like just from like when I was joining, you can see the viewers were coming in and get the comments coming in, and uh, like Mike just says, like thanks to you guys, you mate, you're the MVPs, the MVPs. We say it all the time. Yeah, I mean, if not, it's just us guys chatting, and we might as well just do it in a closed room. But you know, um. Get, getting your comments coming in as well and you know it gives us something to talk about and get, gives other people's points of view so yes yeah <laughs> ah mark there yeah. hey, you know, it's been a, it has been a while yeah just nearly a week um but yes um took a lot of caffeine a lot of bo bottles of monster and well put um, it, sneak put and coffee yeah, we'll put it this way, Mike. My eye is still twitching from the sleep <laughs> deprival. Uh, it's always fun, isn't it? I mean, but it was interesting because that is as well, because last time we've done draft shows, but we only ever seem to do the first round. Yeah. Last year we went back completely all out on day one, which meant the other days we had to just recover. But this time <laughs> covering all the days, um, I think, we are going to try something for next year, but I don't know. Uh, with, with the plans we've got as well, going to America, which is kind of giving away plans, but although we've got plans to do a UK Cowboys um, tour, if you like, next year, I don't know if our draft plan that we had for next year will go ahead, um, only because I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it's one or the other, I think, for me. I, yeah, it, I think it definitely will be, um, especially if we did the complete plan, but we're not going to go there. Um, but yes, position breakdown to you. So between now and Oxnard, we basically pick a positional group this week, draft class, next week, quarterback, and then going through it, looking at the whole ins and outs. Uh, of the Cowboys draft. But before we go any further, we'll hit the news, which there is some... Oh, wait. We haven't used this in a while. Let's go for this a minute. Uh, 
Ah, our old transitional friend there for <laughs> for the news. So, first of all, big news: Jerry Jones car accident. Went to hospital. He's out. He's okay. Um, go on, you guys. Go on, Paul. I know you're going to say something. You hit me with your first uh, thought and comment on that. Thank God he's all right. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God he's all right. I mean, I mean, regardless what you you think of Jerry Jones. What he's actually done for the Dallas Cowboys as an overall collective, and that you just want to make sure he's he's there, healthy, and that, etc. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but uh, it's it's good news. It's it's better. It's better. It's well, it's, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Put it that way. So yeah, and uh, no matter like like you say, what your thoughts and feelings are, you never want harm to come to anyone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like so, like for example, myself like. Even though, like, so for our viewers in the US that don't know, like, I'm a Glasgow Celtic fan. I passionately hate the opposing Glasgow's team, Rangers. So, but, but deep down, I would never want to see any player in the opposing team to be harmed or anything like that. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just like, you know what I mean? So, even if you're like from a different team or stuff like that, you always kind of like think about, make sure that the, the person's all right. Like the person yeah. comes, person comes first. Organization comes way last, pretty much. So, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look, if you look at the pictures as well, I mean, it was a, it was a straight T-bone shot on on mm. the opposition car as well. So, you know, that that's that's it's not a glancing shot or, um, which when you hear it, it was a minor a minor crash or whatever. It doesn't actually look like a minor crash when you. Look at <laughs> of the two cars together but um i don't know if this is just more of the how the americas I, I'm, I'm sorry to our american viewers but how you perceive maybe a minor accident maybe a severe one to us we don't know it could be probably because not a, a lot less happens in the uk so whenever there's a crash it's always like Ooh, we're in america i don't know if there's more people more cars everyone's just like yeah. great there's another one <laughs> yeah we're over here you know what it's like over here you see an accident on the motorway and it's not the side of the road that the accident happened on. The, the traffic's moving the slowest. It's the other side with everybody watching. Yeah. The old much. swan neckers, as I call them. Yes. So <laughs> there we go. Um, but also in the news as well, we've had our first cut of the Cowboys roster. Shewu Olilua has been officially cut. Bit of a random one because they, they did that weird thing with him um, last season, before the season started, stashing him on IR. So, because there was something there. There was something. You've seen it in the off-season where you were just like, ooh, okay. You know, he made that little run down on the right-hand side and it looked quite interesting. There was a burst there. There was some power. And then you get to this side of the season and they go, well, okay, we let him go. Just seems a bit of an odd time to do it. What do you guys think? Uh, not really, especially when you've got like some Nick Ralston in the squad who actually looks as though he's going to make some leaps and bounds. I don't, I don't, why have two fullbacks? I, mm -hmm. I, under, I understand the move, so I'm not against it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we've, we've got it, we've got nine. With the undrafted free agents that you've picked up as well, we've basically got 92 players on the roster before we'd cut Siwu. Um, we're lucky we're getting another roster exemption this year for on, uh, Isaac, Alicone. Isaac Alicone. So as long as he either stays on the practice squad or for the off-season, he doesn't count as a roster spot. 
Um, his his money doesn't count against the salary cap either, yeah. which is great. Um, how how he progresses, you know, it, it, it certainly gives us an extra body for camp, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you've got yeah. you've got all these guys that come in. We, we obviously we signed the running back that's basically a fullback in a way just mm-hmm. before the draft. Um, so you know it kind of made Siwu superfluous and we don't know maybe they had more information on how he's recovered from this neck injury that um that is a good point never thought of that yeah yeah and we don't we don't know if he's if he's got a career going forward or not so but wish him all the best if nothing else absolutely absolutely yeah yeah oh oh guys literally just just commented mr powers look at oh he's back He's back. Yes, he's we, yes. We, deep, he's been in deep freeze for a while. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And, 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 yeah. I, and I suppose that kind of leads up to the next bit of news, obviously, with regards to the NFL International Series. That was going to be the next thing, yeah, yeah, is that officially the Cowboys are not coming to the UK this year. We had our fingers crossed. Conflicting or odd reporting that happened in the offseason saying NFL International Series have to be AFC, NFC. That's what turns it says. That turns yep. out that that's not the truth. They just go I'm pretty mad about that because I... It made no my, sense. It makes no sense at all, especially when... So how it works out is, like, so, eight t- so eight AFC teams and eight AFC teams have that extra game a season, mm-hmm. right? So you would think out of those eight matchups... Are going to be so five of those games are going to be the international series. You would think that yes. would be the case, yep. and that's what and that's just what it said in the article, which is on NFL.com by Neil Reynolds, also being supplied by um, uh, Peter King. Yeah, so, so it's credible sources, really credible sources. I just want to know if there is a rule where if a team wants to come to London. Yeah, there is. That, then that overrules that. Yeah, there is that. That they, so, they can volunteer like with hard knocks. Or like like well Jacksonville's a and the, the prime yeah. example exemption. But yes. I just don't understand where it's all NFC teams are coming over with the lesser I don't know. I I'm I'm quite confused by it because the way it how, is hard. The way we kind of had it planned out, we really did, like, based on our understanding. And and the real structure of the NFL agreement, we looked it up. We kind of thought the Green Bay, we're going to play either Tennessee, um, New England, or New York Jets, those three teams available. Um, New Orleans was Las Vegas, Cincinnati, and Baltimore. And when it comes to... Us versus Jacksonville, it was only going to be between us and New York Giants, uh, those two teams. But the, but there was the exemption of the volunteer, and that's what we were kind of thinking about. And there was obviously Broncos, Baltimore, and I think there was one other. I can't remember who it was. I think it may have been Cincinnati again, I think. But I could, be, I, I could be wrong. But... Uh, Yes, DG Doll Jags are playing an AFC team. They are playing the Denver Broncos. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and we actually found that out before the news broke. We found out all of them the, the day about, before. We found out about all of them before it. And the biggest surprise to me was Green Bay and the Giants. That's yeah. the because here's the thing, it could have been us. Like mm. mine is saying yep. mine we were commenting saying, Oh yeah, what about the Green Bay game? I says, Well, it can be if we're running the, the rules. By the rules, yeah. By yeah, the, yeah. yeah, by the rules, we're out of the running. But Turns out it, not. Turns out it's not. <laughs> so yeah. I'm still. So I, I've, I've been. Re- I've actually been reached out by one of the guys that works by NFL UK. Um, they were just wanting. They want to know what my complaint was. About. Well, it's not a complaint. I'm just want a question, and uh, a how this works, just to get a better understanding when you're kind of trying to report this, etc., mm. etc., and. So far, I'm not really getting the response. Like, all I need to know. Surprise, is, surprise. Yeah. All, all I'm all I'm asking is, it's like, okay, our teams that are volunteer voluntarily coming over, are they overruling the rule? That's all I want to know. If that's the yeah. case, cool. I accept that. That means it's free. It's fair game every year, essentially, unless unless you're the host team. So the 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 mandated the mandatory rule is obviously this year all the teams at NFC. That's the only rule that you cannot volunteer. You are basically told by the NFL because you need to do it once every eight years. Eight years, and, yeah. And obviously next year it's all going to be AFC teams mm. hosting. By by what it looks like, yeah. 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 So. But uh, you know me, don't, mate. Don't I have take, so many dealings with and throw them out the window again. Yeah, yeah. So I had my, I had my, 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 my picks. I had my, my, my chart and nothing. I made up. And next thing I know, the internet trolls started to come and say, "Oh, you got every single one of them wrong." And I'm like, uh, "Well, so yeah, what? yeah. So what? Yeah, I, yeah. I got them wrong, but logically." They were correct logically if you're following the rules. It doesn't matter, don't worry. I know, I know, I know, but, but I'm just saying, but it's like if you're being a troll, who cares? So what? <laughs> so what? So what? I got it wrong. Who cares? If if you want me to try and get hold of NFL UK as well, people from there, I got email addresses. I can send them to you actually. Um, because you know the dealings I have with them all the time. And yeah. when I used to do writing and stuff. <laughs> What gets me is we've seen the Saints so many times. We've seen the Giants so many times. Yeah. You know, obviously we've seen the Jaguars. Great. The um, Packers are coming. Ac- Packers are coming across, and that that gives an interest for Packers are good. Graham, Graham can go down and go with his dad and watch that. Mm. Would have been better if it was against the Cowboys, but you know. Um, they would. I don't. I don't think the NFL would allow that much game, like that much uh, prime time game, to really go over. Like, yeah. But one thing I will say is, one of those games going to London, we will host a official UK Cowboys event. So not to worry, uh, we'll get that sorted, um, mate. It's Austin Powers, uh, NFL UK. Put it this way: they don't. I think it's me they don't like rather than cowboys. <laughs> I should stop bothering them. But anyway, should we get into the positional series and look at the NFL, uh, the NFL Dallas Cowboys NFL draft class that happened 
last week. Yep. Yeah. Let's do um, it. So we'll start with obviously the offensive lineman that is definitely going to be pushed to guard. Um, now he was, which is quite interesting. I because you know me, I'll go through and dig deep on people's history. He was an offer. He played defensive line, but he was recruited as an offensive guard for Tulsa. Um, which is quite interesting. Obviously, we're talking about yeah. Tyler Smith, Dallas Cowboys' yeah. first pick. He did yeah. play guard briefly in high briefly. school. Yep. Yes. He did. Yeah. So um, he was recruited as a guard. Yeah. I, I, whether the scouts saw him playing as a guard rather than playing as a tackle, that's probably what they probably see him, whatever. But, but, but either way, though, like my thought <laughs> process, like I get the pick, I totally get it. But if the if the rumor or well the speculation of that Tennessee were looking to trade up and actually take Tyler Smith at our spot, then I understand. I understand. It kind of feel like we were kind of panicking a little bit. Like I still feel as though you could have thought. Oh, I'm going to say that you still consider it cool, strange, but hey, <laughs> uh, but, hey, that that was a a, a a massive overreach. Don't worry about that one. Shut up! No, he's not. For the first round, uh, for the first round, yeah. I 100%. mean, if you if you watch the if you watch the Sean the Rams. video where have where you seen the Rams going, one? Yeah, we were looking. I know. I, I've five, seen it. I've seen it. But you know, I did. I I said he was going to raise up to the board. Did I not? You did, yeah. No, did. I mean, but, I mean, play, even you, I think you were looking at second round. I don't, yeah. I, I never, yeah, to be fair, I would never expect him to go immediately into the first round. Oh, I was, yeah. but anyway, back to Tyler Smith. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I like, like, I, I like his, I do like his traits, his, his nastiness, his tenaciousness. I do like that. I mean, I think we were kind of left in a limbo position. Where when we saw Kenyon Green go at fifteen, then Zion went very soon right after that. We were in panic mode. Yeah. So I can understand why. And with the push, like, and if that's the case where the Tennessee Titans want to push up to try and get him at our own spot, I can't help but agree. It's the it's the right move. I can't help because we do need to bolster our O line somewhere or another. So yeah, yeah, and that really. Go on, go on, no, no, go, 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 go. No, no, especially when you see what our um our NFC East cohorts have done. Oh. You know, obviously the uh -huh. Philadelphia Eagles have brought in the the mammoth you know, that is Jordan they, they, Davis. They've now got yeah, and and they've now got Nicobe Dean as well. I think that you know obviously there was the injury question marks about him, but I think that's been a good pickup yeah. for them in the third round as well. Um, you've got a. Washington picked up a defensive tackle as well. You've got the Giants picking up Karloftis. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're going to be stronger on defense. I think the fact that this guy, you know, obviously, you know, it's been documented about how many holding penalties he's got. But look at the number, look at the number of snaps that he played last year. He played over 140 snaps more than the likes of Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson, Mm -hmm. um, just purely because of that's the the sort of pace of offense that they'd run. I yeah. will, I will, I will add on top towards the holding penalties. I don't know if you may have noticed this, but after rewatching his game film, the mass majority of all his holding penalties is when he's going upfield. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and when... a lot of them are when he's discard he's discarded somebody, and it's it's much like some of the holding penalties that you see Tyron Smith get, where yeah, you know the guys ended up on the floor and they're going, well, Christ, yeah, he must have been holding. He must have been held. Yeah, um, exactly. But and also but have a look at when he's pulling too. Yep. Mm-hmm. When he, or, or when a, a guard is pulling to him. Sorry, mate. Sorry. So bring it, bring him, bring him inside into the center of the line will actually make it easier because yes. again, some of the holding penalties you saw when when guys were getting around the edge on him because he, you know, he he, he wasn't getting out of his set fast mm-hmm. enough or whatever. Yeah. That's when he. That's also when he, you know, got the hands up and got the bad placement. When you're playing guard, it's a hell of a lot easier to get your placement because you've got a guy on the inside of you and a guy on the outside of you, and it's a lot easier to control. So giving them a couple of years at guard, um, it works out at guard there, and he becomes the next um, Zach Martin. Great, keep him at guard. If you need him to move out to tackle, fair enough. Try him out there. Um, You know, you never know. It might end up being as good as Lyle Collins. Um, you know, well, so I'm I'm quite happy with the pick now that I've gone back and actually had a look at him. Obviously, um, because we weren't following the draft, the the Cowboys draft show, but the Cowboys draft show when you I'd listened to that later on in the week, and you know they actually said from the beginning that the three targets that the Cowboys ha- were probably looking at were Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson, and this guy Tyler Smith. So it wasn't an out of the blue pick. Yeah, um, it maybe was for I, us. But... I think I think it kind of more forced our hand to make the pick more than anything, like yeah. uh, like the risk of maybe potentially losing Tyler. Like, I think the idea was we would kind of trade back, and if Tyler Smith was there, then obviously that would have been the pick, and I would have been happy with that. Like, mm-hmm. yep. see, like see, we drafted a few places back, maybe like 27, 28, I then picked him up. Then yeah, great, we would have got more draft picks. But the fact is that so-called that Tennessee were moving up to try and get him. I completely understand it. I just want to kind of bring up Joe's comment. I think, I'm sorry I'm going to have a wee go at you here, Joe, but I think it's a bit of an unfair comment uh, to put on Tyler because he's not even played a snap in the NFL yet. Um, corners, corner, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, and also the fact that it's like, Tyler is a much bigger body, he's a lot more physical body, whereas Connor had to hold down because he wasn't strong enough. And you you do have to give them, and I said this on day two of the draft, you've got to give the Cowboys the benefit of the doubt. Most certainly Will McClay, because when you look at the last three uh, offensive linemen that they've taken in the first round, they've all ended up first team all pro pro bowl offensive lineman multiple times um some of them you could even argue is certainly in zach and tyron they could end up in the hall of fame depending on how the rest of their career goes um but you know they get the benefit of the doubt and if tyler smith ends up being a pro bowler they've hit it again in yet again with an offensive lineman in the first round and history shows every time we do draft an offensive lineman in the first round, end up going to the Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So the, the odds are on the Cowboys' side. So I give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And, you know, you, this, Tyler Smith, I feel in terms of, um, you know, like when you look at it at the time, like, you know, in real time, how you felt about it, Tyler Smith is a lot 
less um what's the word i'm looking for tyler smith is a lot less disconcerting than when they took travis frederick at the position that they did travis frederick at the time you look at that and you go oh my god like travis frederick was a guy i had touted as a third rounder I think I think a lot of people had him touted as a third rounder, but or I mean, it just, even. again, it just goes to show it can be the scheme that you're in in college, yeah. where yeah, definitely a, a, again you've been, recru- you've been yeah you've been recruited yeah. out of high school by one set of coaching staff, they've moved on because the results haven't been there or they've been snapped. If the results have been there, they've been snapped up by an program and given mm. mega bucks to go to that program. Yeah. You're, you're ending up with another squad. By all accounts, Tyler actually had the option this year. He could enter the transfer transfer portal. Alabama yeah, were yeah, seeking, yeah, yeah. Mm. Alabama were seeking to him. If he'd stay, if he'd either stayed in college for another year, he would have been the number one tackle, perhaps coming out of the draft next year. Perhaps, um, yeah. You know, just the guys. The guys only just. He's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. Yeah. He's only just turned he twenty-one. It, yeah. Since age is on his side. Was, you know this. This is another Tyrone Smith pick. Yeah. Um, if yeah, it yeah. works out for us, great. If not, there is an element of the risk. But we we certainly needed to with with the Eagles signing uh, Jordan Davis. We we certainly needed to um, pick up a big body for the guard, and he is a big body, and he's coming in at. A, a size that is bigger than um, Connor Williams was when we drafted Connor oh, yeah, Williams. So yeah, yeah. You, you got that nasty. You got that nastiness there as well. So I never thought I would actually approve what Shannon Sharp says about the Dallas Cowboys. Well, in general, but but in terms of what he's like, what Austin's saying about generally about scouts, it's like they spend yeah, a lot yeah. of money and time. I completely agree with that comment. Absolutely, like yeah. Yep. I, and mostly with the first round picks, most certainly, most of the time, why they fail is either because they're lacking um, motivation in themselves or they don't fit the scheme and coach. That's the big one. Um, so, you know, I feel that it's going to be fine. Um, we'll let things develop. Certainly, he's a nasty, um, and he was as well, as I was saying, statistically, he's the best. Um, run blocker in the class so and that really set up the draft as well that when they drafted him when you look at everything else that they started they started getting these big bodied guys with long arms big wingspan big hands a lot of strength run blocking became a big thing which we'll discuss a bit later as we go further down the draft you could see that there was a pattern emerging um but let's look at the second pick sam williams um from old miss uh, we could talk briefly about him, guys. It's up to you, but I think he fills a rotational need. That's for sure. He fills the need. He fills, he fills the need at defensive end. Yeah. Is he my first choice at defensive end? Absolutely not. At fifty six, no. But I will say this though: the way how the draft panned out, going into the third round, it kind of cancels each other out. You could actually pretend and say, "Okay, our third round draft pick." is our second rounder and our second rounder is actually our third rounder that would have been like a fuck an a plus grade in my my liking like yeah. based on where you're where you're drafting the person but it, it was a, it was jerry's guy he was always going to draft him in that round 
we kind of had it was kind of on the cards so um but again just need to trust the the staff well mcclay need to trust them like i do i i do see some things that what sam williams needs to improve on yeah needs to, yeah. to lower his height when he's just uh, people say is his turn speed is really good i don't think it is his straight line speed's exceptional but him his lateral speed changing in direction going outside the edge i do question that sometimes he's much mm. better if he's moving into the inside into the c gap yeah 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 oh, sorry uh b gap sorry b gap yeah yeah but what is interesting is we got to find out uh sorry lord i'll come back to you now but we no, did no, get no. to find out at the time we have Mark Stein, if you remember, and he actually gave us an insight into Sam that he's more of a um, uh, a just go and do it as opposed to um, using his uh, is coached, so he's more instinctual in himself as opposed to doing what's being coached of him, um, because that's just how he's he's been brought up to play because he hasn't played for that long. Um, so Marcus gave us some quite big insight on Sam Williams, the player. Yeah. Uh, which is quite interesting. You know that when he, he said it, the first thing that was ticking in my mind is, okay, so he's got all the natural talent and the raw talent, uh, and he's got this natural ability. Now you're going to give him some NFL coaching to give him some tips. Plus, you're going to have the likes of Micah Parsons, um, Tank Lawrence. Uh, who else have we got? Who's uh, Oh, you'll have um, the guy they drafted. Gosh. What's that, sorry? You've got Terrell Basham, you've got yeah. uh, Goldston, you've got um, Odigizuwa, you know, all, all of these guys yeah. will be able to give... Give him some players. I'm trying to think of the guy they just brought in off free agencies. Mine's escaped me and I'm Dante terrible. That, there we go. So there's yeah. another veteran that you can learn some some tips and tools off as well as the coaches. So be interesting to see what they do. But go on, Lorne. I know you're going to have a take for us on Sam. Well, I mean, we've kind of discussed it. I mean, you know, obviously this guy is going to get... Uh, a head start in the coaching with everything that Dan Quinn will teach him as well. You yeah. saw what Dan Quinn got out of um, the likes of Goldston and Odigizuwa last year. If he if he gives that same teaching, and a, you can bet next week when they've got the rookie mini camp, there'll be photos again of Dan Quinn. He's, you know, cap on backwards and he's <laughs> yeah. in there and he's it, stuff the pads. He'll be he'll be knocking you know he'll be knocking straight the cap lord the shit out the helmet straight the cap lord he'll be laying a lid. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. He might not like, even need the lid, you know. But... See, 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 before we move on to our third rounder, like, can we just, like say like I don't know if you guys may have seen the graphics been going about of comparing Hutchinson to Sam Williams based on their stats, and people say, yeah. oh. It's like, why is this guy not a first rounder? Well, it kind of goes back to our point where there's traits where his lateral speed, he stands up to it right, whereas Hutchinson is pretty much a full package. It's like there could be a seventh round draft draftee with the exact same amount of stats, but it depends who you're playing against, depends who's on that offensive line you're up against. There's so many factors to why you're being put down as a second rounder compared to a first rounder. You can have all the stats yeah. in the world. Mm. It doesn't like George Kalaftis has half the stats than both of these guys, and he's still in the first round because he has better traits than guys that are in the second round. So that's just try to make people understand that's how NFL coaches look for. 
look like, at the conference they play in too. The separate conferences. Exactly. They're, they're crap, like, ways. So like it's gonna happen the way that it did. Um, SEC to Big Ten is totally different in play style for sure. And um, that's a good. Oh, that's a good point as well. Uh, it's no longer Sam Williams. Yeah. And the, the Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. uh, well to adjust to that, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's to be well to adjust to that, to be fair. And, 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 I mean, and there, got, there's got, one got, thing as well. There's one thing as well. I mean, you look at the Jags pick in in round one. I mean, they've I've seen one person compare compare him to the sort of Mike Mamula pick uh, <laughs> years back as well, where. He he played on a defense where he didn't put up the stat. He you know obviously the Georgia defense is um, you know a pro ready defense uh, mm-hmm. last year. You could have probably fielded them on a Sunday last year, and you know they would have actually uh, played very well against the NFL competition. But this guy the 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 Jags signed in the fir- with the first pick, you y- can't exactly say he had the stats. He only again, yeah, he lit up the um, the the NFL scouting combine because again he trained for it and he had he he was with whatever training centre he was at. They would have got him schooled up, ready for the combine. He is a Mike Mamula pick. Whether he can translate that going forward or whatever, we don't know. But I mean, he could quite easily be a big bust, and we're we're all laughing at Jacksonville again. You know, because they'll have the number one pick again next year or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it, as, as we say, it's 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 a crapshoot. It's a it's a lottery. You can you, you can get uh, all pro player guys who are third, fourth, fifth rounders, um, and your first rounders are absolute busts. You just got to roll the dice. Supposedly, if if you take them in the first round, you got a fifty-fifty chance of it being a, it coming up a hit, and that goes down by ten percent each round or whatever. But um, we just need to see. Obviously, one of the other reasons why Sam Williams was the, there's the question mark about his past. Um, mm-hmm. You if again and run defense too. Well, run defense as well, but I mean, obviously, but yeah, with the off. Dealing the off-field. with the off-field issue, yeah. and one of the things we were critical last year, when you listen back to all the rookie interviews, was that Josh Ball didn't really address anything. This time round, um, Sam Williams did say, "Look, I have moved on. I've got a kid now. I've got a, I've, I've got a daughter. Um, you know, my whole mindset has changed. So, you know, he he obviously has grown up from the the incident." Um, He's 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 obviously okay. He's gone big time a little bit and saying now he wants to be known as D Williams. Yeah. Um, but that you know, from what from all accounts, that's what all of his relatives call him. It's not he's not called Sam at all. So, um, D D is a middle name of his. So that's what everybody calls him. So, um. We just need to see how it plays out. To be honest, yeah. yeah. I just want I just want to highlight the the big Labarski's comment, and and it's very true what you're saying. One thing Kalafis and Hutchison and the others don't have that Williams does is, of course, the mastermind Dan Quinn. Yeah. yeah, and we and we we just briefly mentioned that regards to <laughs> what he did for Chancey Ghost at the end of the part of the season. Like he really came on leaps and bounds. 
and we saw like players that no, no one wanted and look what Dan Quinn did. But I think also you need to give not just so much Dan Quinn as our defensive lineman coach, Adam Durdy, or Durd. Yep. Uh, Durd, Durd yeah. yeah, Durd. You need to give him a lot of credit as well. He did let the fire up some uh, some of these players to really strive up again, and we saw that throughout the whole season. I'll try and get see if we can get him on the show to talk. Let me leave that, that, that with would, me. That would be good. Yeah, that would be that good. With me. Oh, that uh, would be great. Yeah, because the UK connection. So let me sort that out. Um, but let's get on to the third guy, guy, uh, folks, because we're we're flying through this uh, show. This is one of my favorite picks. Th- th- it, th- it, this, th- this to me is the biggest steal. I think. Yeah. Well, 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 in terms to play of... this year, yes, 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 yeah. yes. There is a bigger steal overall Abs- in the draft, but this pick is my favorite one. That that this guy week one is going to come in and he's going to start. That is wide receiver Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama. Put right, and this is quite good. I put a stat out, and I noticed you liked it, Mister Paulius Maximus. Okay. Is Jalen Tolbert has seventy seven? receptions of 15 yards or more that is most in the fbs since 2019 so in three years he is the best deep field deep threat wide receiver the cowboys have taken him now we did bring up his measurements and his numbers before we'll do it again Mm -hmm. um hand size is quite a big one Right, so he does have massive shovel hands um so people will say his ten his forty yard isn't that great. I think it's fine. Four four nine is a uh, decent that, speed. Is that not quicker than Dez? To be fair, it probably will be. Yeah, but, but, but so so in, in fairness, I mean, it's those be milliseconds. I mean, he's still got like as long as he creates separation and we can see the game film, he can clearly do that. Yeah, I, I, I mean it's fine. But here's what it is interesting because it's his get off and his route stem that he is good at, especially for getting downfield. His 10-yard split is 154. Now that is fast. And what is interesting is he has a broad jump, broad jump of one, two, three. So that coincides with what you've seen. That there's that explosive get off that he's got. And um I think what they're looking for him, because the cowboys, and we mentioned this when the cowboys um sort of went out of the playoffs that the offense really i think more than anything was lacking speed it was lacking that that it was starting to get a bit clunking a bit so especially when you look at everything that nobody's slow i'm not saying that there's that there's slow, like there's nothing wrong with dalton schultz amari cooper cd lamb michael gallup all have adequate speed but there isn't somebody who's fast that will go down and, and, and be that that speed threat the cowboys now have that so here's so that my only concern even though i love the pick like yes. i love like it, it helps replace it's not going to be it's, it's not obviously i'm an mad cooper-esque obviously but yeah it, it, it fills the void my only question is how are we going to utilize them where we never really run the deep ball for it Really, well, I don't know. They they do, but I know what you're saying because he is a one. The, the The biggest knock to him when you watch him is that he's a one trick pony. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, he's he's very like Gallup. He's quite able, yeah capable of making the 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 sideline catches. So again, that maybe 
gives us the option that you could, when Gallup comes back as well, you could have Gallup and one outside and uh, <laughs> Hail Mary. You know, to- <laughs> Well, yeah, you got Tobert on the other outside, and then you you allow CD Lamb to freelance in the middle, yeah. um, which you know, which is what he's excelled in in the first two years of the league. He's he's done quite well out of the slot. Um, mm-hmm. It takes the pressure. You, you, shift shifting guys around that should should allow us to um, see what we've got and try and create these mis, mismatches. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't. You know, we were never going to take a big six foot four guy like the Packers did in the second round. With um, who was it, Christian Watkins? Was it, yeah, uh, Watson, 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 yeah. sorry. Um, you know, I think he fits this, I think Tolbert fits the style of receiver that we were looking for. Um, you know, and I, 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 I again, I love the pick and I love the value that we got for the pick because as, as we were saying, you know. When the, when the run of receivers was going off in the, in the first round and then there was the start of the second round and Sky Moore goes off at 54 or whatever. and I'm um, surprised he went so low for that. Yeah. Um, you know, again, <clears throat> it, it took it probably took a lot of balls for Jerry and Stephen to actually say, well, we do want Tolbert, but we'll wait until the third round. We'll take Sam Williams and, you know, I bet you, I bet you, there were a few fingernails chewed off there where they were saying, you know, oh God, you know, is he going to actually land to us? See, yeah. I, I, I would be very curious if Tolbert wasn't there, what would they would have done? That's what I would really like to think. Yeah, yeah. But what is interesting is that the Jalen Tolbert pick, eighty-six percent of Cowboys fans agree with that pick, which is the second oh, most. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved the pick. So it is interesting. Like, 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 like you said, Mike. Like, it's my favorite pick, but due to the fact this guy can start right now. Yeah, I, I, and I say I start right. He will start right now. Let's wait to see what what camp is, because the thing stopping him at the moment is James Washington. So they're gonna put that guy out there because they have trust in him. But if Talbot can do just enough, I think he could overtake James Washington. I do feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he'd take overtake that role. So when Michael Gallup comes back. Tobit is still your guy. Don't forget, you've got all the acquisitions from the free, free undrafted free agency, which we'll go over yeah. as well. Yeah, we'll go over them. Yeah, I mean, but here we go. The next pick for me is uh, now. This goes back. Yeah, to... you you don't you don't like this pick. Let's be fair, uh, Mike. No, I don't. But I like I like it personally. I like it. But I, what this I don't like the pick. But what I do like is how it's sequenced with everything else. Because you've taken Tyler Smith. Right, who's really good at run blocking? He's like the best run blocking in the offensive lineman class. So then you you tie that in with Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin tight end, and his big thing was run blocking and pass blocking. So now you get to see this pattern, this sequence that they're trying to put together, and you go, ah, right, okay. And the next guy, obviously, we'll talk about in a minute, ties in with that theory too. So I think he's he could he's going to be ha- quite handy as an inline blocker on red zone. That's particularly his um, his forte, like what he's really good at and what is going to be in handy. You know, six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound guy is going to be handy there. Um, I worry about the frame to play a constant role, but as twelve man formation, this is your guy. Yeah, 
I will say this though. See if the Baltimore Ravens didn't go back to back in tight ends, Charlie Collar would have been the pick. Yeah, Easy. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Charlie I still Col- don't get that with the Ravens. I still don't understand. Uh, yeah, that is still a mystery to me. I mean, the, the Ravens normally draft. Well, they, they did draft fantastically. I think. I think they got a it lot of good. Make much sense taking the second I, one. I yeah, to, to, I think they're. I think they're anticipating letting Andrews go. Really, I think that's the only it reason. Could be costs, cap cash, maybe. Yeah, that's that's I the only thing. I think also with Baltimore. I mean, I think you, I could quite easily see that they use likely as a wide receiver more than anything as well. That um, now that they've got rid of Hollywood Brown, they've got um, Bateman that they signed in the first round last year. I think. Um, they, probably, they probably want more so, physical. They probably want more physical bodies to make a block going upfield to protect yeah, espe- Lamar, especially, Lamar especially Jackson. Lamar Jackson and their running game. Yeah, um, so. yeah, yeah. But 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 back to Jay Ferguson though. Like, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the pick. Like, like you said, like, um, I think it's, it's, it's one of his main attributes. Like you said, is the run blocking. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, and does, he, does, I, he doesn't have hands of stone. I mean. It's, no. it's just again he's he's come from Wisconsin who aren't aren't a, uh, uh, unless you're watching Draft Day the movie you know Wisconsin <laughs> aren't a wide receiver uh, or a, a receiving friendly team mm-hmm. um, you know they are a run first which is why again we've got we picked up Tyler Biadish because he was the Remington Award winner for centre sure. two yeah, years yeah, ago yeah. Um, you know Travis Frederick as well I mean. You know, Wisconsin are very good at producing offensive linemen, and you know that's why we've gone back to back to back almost for these guys. So again, Jake Ferguson should be, and you know, give him another couple. Obviously, he's not expected to be the main pick this year in terms. You got Dalton Schultz in front of him. Dalton mm. Schultz, we're pretty sure is going to be out the door next year. Um, unless come, again he comes in and lights it up and obviously he's talking about the extra £15 that he's put on in in strength um, you know if that helps with the run blocking as well you know again that's maybe maybe he does certify himself for another contract but yeah, um, we are looking at moving forward and Ferguson after a year with the right coaching again could be the next one to step up we, I think they'll do something out with guys like Jeff Sway. Um, and again, we're not using a second round pick like we did with um, who, who was the guy that uh, Bennett for one? Who was the oh, one that, yeah, yeah, um, Marcus Bennett, Martellius, who Bennett. was the one who Martellius, who, who was the one that followed them as well? That basically, and uh, Anthony Fasano, yeah. And there, no, there was somebody else as well. Um, they had Fasano, Bennett. The, these are all guys that they tried. Um, but I, I, I was I come back to your point while you're trying to think of that. The, the one thing I was going to say that Jake Ferguson reminds me quite a lot of when you watch it is Jay Sternberger, um, who's at Green Bay at the moment. Um, Sternberger caught a lot of touchdowns, mind, in comparison to Jake Ferguson. But that play style that they have and that bulky body, um, it, I don't think he's going to unseat or or even be the tight end one. I think the next year, and I was mentioning this in our chat, the next year the tight end class is juicy. There are there, there's there there's are those already, Kyle there, Pitts. 
Yeah, there's already talk about it, and our good friend JTOC has already got the train rolling about it. Oh, is I, he on it already? Is he? He's on it already. <laughs> yep, he sure I'm is. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And saying that, speaking about JTOC, I know we're talking about Jake Ferguson, but he did a fantastic piece in Joel and Tolbert during the the draft like during his draft shows so yeah 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 he, he really dissected his game and that and he he called it he thought dallas fudge round he called it yeah, yeah. there we go G- gavin escobar was the one that was gavin escobar. Ah, okay. apologies escobar. yeah yeah i can forget yeah. Escobar. um but let's move on to the next guy guys um it is north dakota's offensive title this guy's a beast Matt I love this pick as well. <laughs> I love this pick. And but the bit that made me laugh, and um, we was talking at the time while we were on, yeah. And I love this. Um, just to coincide with, as we were saying, is a very tall, um, lengthy in terms of prospect type, body type, tall, lengthy guys. This is a guy who fits the bill, and I laughed about it at the time that this guy. Has a seven foot one wingspan. Just let that sink in. Yep. I'm still letting it sink in. His wingspan is bigger than me. One thing I love the most, right? And this is no disrespect to your, one of your pet cats, which was uh, Bayo Mahi, uh, Mafi. He, abs- he, yeah. he absolutely strolled him during the senior. Ball. No, he did. He did. He strolled him. And one thing I do love about Matt as well is is has anyone seen his RAC store? Nine, yeah, I posted oh, yeah. 9.96 out of eight, ten. It is yeah, ridiculous. He's eight, pretty much top, top of offensive of lineman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. eighth out of offensive lineman from two thousand onwards. Or what? I put the I put the stat out on our social media that Crazy. his 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 score. So um um his relative athletic score is uh, so in terms of offensive uh, lineman since nineteen. I'll check it now. Like nineteen eighty seven or something. He ranks fourth. It's ridiculous. That is crazy. Mm. Um, when you look at it, it is, it is, he's just, he is a monster mind. So you, you I, just, I, you go through it 10 yard split of 173 and then a 40 yard dash of 503. And that kind of goes back to the question. Uh, I think it was deed, I think it was Austin that asked me this actually. I'm just trying to think, yeah, what did we do with the trooper pick? This was the guy. Yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. This, this was that pick. <laughs> this was him. Uh, and I truly believe that. That they took this pick, and because a lot of people are going, we haven't got a swing tackle. This, um, this, this, this is your swing tackle, uh, and yeah, he's quite right, DJ Dog. When you walk, look at his spider, like everything is right out to the edge, like everything. Weight is down a little bit, but pff, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, when you're nearly six foot eight, you know, as long as you're carrying more than three hundred pounds, you're going to do the job. Um, his broad jump is massive, you know. Everything the wingspan and the arm length are the biggest things that stand out to you straight away. And he's just going to chew, chew up space. And his kick slide is fine, like a lot of people are like, for his size, what's his kick? It's fine, it's it, fine, it'll do his job. But when you've got over a seven foot wingspan, you what you can lack in terms of your kick slide, you make back up for in just engulfing people. <laughs> you know, you, you you have that 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 area of um uh, of 
error that you can correct with just having a like, huge space. Like I said, check that, Mike, like, you can be as awkward or look, doesn't look right. It doesn't it's have not, to look right, it, yeah. The, yeah, it doesn't have to look right. It doesn't have to look pure, like... Branded like sheriff, smooth, like brand, yeah. brand, like Brandon sheriff looks pure picturesque mm. with tech stepping. But what, what Tyler, uh, you know, but, Ty Tyron Smith. No, I was trying to say was as long as the hips are low, as long as he's, mm -hmm. as long as his core is completely like tight as anything and square, yeah, and square, yeah. he has no, he would have no problem to do mm -hmm. what he can do. That's it. Yeah, and I've heard stuff before with like in terms of, of blocking that you can get. You can make it look awkward, right? It doesn't matter if it looks awkward or it looks a little out of sync. Your job is is to stop that guy getting to your quarterback. If, like I've said before, with um, uh, Zach Ertz, a comment I made that made Lorne laugh, that the best way to describe his blocking is falling over slowly because that is literally what he does. But it doesn't matter if that's the case. If... At the end of the day, when that whistle is blown, your quarterback's still standing up. You've done your job. That's it. It doesn't matter it, how it looked. It, it kind of goes back to what uh, I think it was uh, Labarski. I don't know. Was it Labarski made the comment, actually? Uh, basically, uh, someone in the comments mentioned that uh, about Tyler Smith. It's like, I'd rather have a holding call rather than see my quarterback get hit. Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100% yeah. Especially he, he if he's playing he on the left and that's on his blind side. Absolutely, absolutely. You can come back from an extra ten yards back. You can't come back from your quarterback lying on the the operating theater table. From a spinal injury, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. All right. Let's move on then to let's get to the next guy. We're flying through it now. This guy, I, I, I'm only going to glance on because we're going to dig it deeper into him because he wasn't a guy on my draft board. Uh, I'm only going off comments that were made about him and Darone. Uh, Deron Bland from Fresno say cornerback. Obviously, they had to take a defensive back to cover themselves. Uh, for me, I'll have more information on him when we get to the positional breakdown series on cornerbacks. Um, I don't know what you guys think. I mean, six foot two, uh, six foot two, two hundred pound. Um, did his job while there. Three seasons, never allowed more than three hundred yards in a single season. I mean, I don't know what you guys if you guys have got a take on him. I'll let you take over, and then we'll move on. To be perfectly honest, I have not looked up Delon Brand at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you know me; I'm more of a defensive lineman, offensive lineman guy. That's my not my speciality, but that's the guys I look into the most. Yeah. So, um, I don't really have anything really much to say about Duran. But from what you're saying there, if he's only given up like 300 yards as a season, you said. Yeah, only 300 yards in a season. That's quite remarkable when you really put that in perspective. So if you can do yeah. that same, if you didn't do that, then great. Yeah, he, I need to... <clears throat> Go on. He, I, I, again, he's your your Dan Quinn um, traits guy, you know, the six foot two, the, you know... The, and he's he's not flashy. He can pick the ball off, but you know, again, it's cover cover first. Um, don't make a, don't don't get burned. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and he's he's quite capable of tackling by all accounts as well, which is, um, you know, is always a plus with a cornerback when you're when you're out there on an island that you know, you're you are practically the the last line of defence either on the running play or, um. 
you know, if you're if you're covering one on one, you've got to basically you can't can't let yourself get burnt. And if you give up the if you give up the pass, you've got to make the tackle. So yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think by by the time with rookie mini camp and everything else, because obviously cornerbacks are going to be one of the last of the position breakdown series uh, positions we look at, we'll have a lot more information on that we can look into and say, you know, what we think about him. Will he make the team? Will he make the car? How are they going to use him? How will they utilize him? Especially when you think of the other corners that are there, we'll know by then. Because um, this is the guy I really want to talk about next. That was pick yes. number one seventy six. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget, don't forget, mate. It's a compensation pick as well. It was. It was a compensatory pick. Um, the first of the compensatory picks of the two at the end of round five. It is LSU linebacker Damone Clark. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I mean, me and Brian, we do. We was doing, as you know, the positional, not um, the the prospect project, looking at different players. Damone Clark was somebody we did touch on. Um, Obviously, the issues are the injuries. So he is going to start the season on pup. Could even be IR. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. They're going to know more medically, especially with their their team there. Um, eighty nine percent of Cowboys fans agreed with this pick. This was the best. So it, this was their best pick. Um, Potentially, like I think it's more to, like everyone agreed towards what the potential has in store for this pick. Yes. Like, like, see if there wasn't for the injury, you could say. First rounder, easily. Uh, right. Maybe second, I would say. Maybe not think so? Yeah, because of inconsistencies in his game. Well, I'm I'm saying late first. That's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, that would work. Chris, what I mean is, like, well, we see, well, you kind of saw that in this draft, especially we saw some players that we did not expect to go in the first round. Yeah, like from the linebacker position and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, I think like. If all things go on to plan, get him healthy and he gets to the, the, the way he can play and get that consistency, mm-hmm. play, play beside Micah Parsons and whoever, um, under Dan Quinn, it could be it could be something special. Yeah. yeah. And by, by all accounts, the reason why he, you know, he didn't have the fusion surgery until March 20, 24th or whatever was mm-hmm. because he went to the combine thinking he was fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he's he's not experienced any problems or anything like that, and it was only when you you went all the teams did their medical testing and everything like that that you know the MRIs, the the X-rays that they had taken flagged up the fact that he needed this surgery, and you know he he had no idea about it. It's it's much mm-hmm. like a bit like um, the Kobe Dean saying, "Well, what peck injury? I'll see you at camp." You know, so yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know what what's what's flagging for one team um you know it depends on what your agents tell you to do and obviously his agents told him that you know the best thing for his career is actually to get this surgery mm. it, by no means it's, it's a six month re, uh, rehabilitation period so you know six months that means you're talking september give him another couple put him on I think to start the are. season you can yeah. you can probably activate him week 10 if need be, um, depends again. Depends how your season's going. Obviously, if you're you're talking about um, activating them, you're maybe talking that you, there has been injuries and you're needing to mm. you needing to scrape um, you know everything you can out of everybody. Um, but you know potentially you get a return this time. 
It's not like the Jalen Smith pick where it was a second rounder. So yeah. fifth rounders aren't necessary, especially with you look at the way not the Dallas dress. Cowboys have. Yeah. Yeah. The way the Dallas have drafted in the fifth round in previous years, you know, <laughs> yeah. we don't expect much from it. If you get this guy on the field, playing playing alongside Jabril Cox, Micah Parsons, what yeah. have you, yeah. this, we, we could be talking that this could be a dangerous um, linebacker Triple threat, in the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What do you think as well? Like, uh, LVE's <laughs> on a one-year deal. So you got to, you, you get that pass on him this year where you get to see what you've got. Because I, I, I truly believe, like, like you say, starting on pup, that gives you an option to decide what to do once you get into the business end of the season come winter time. And then if he's not ready, you keep him, you let him rest, recoup. LVE continues to be your guy. At the end of the year, you get to decide what to do with LVE because you know you've got Damon Clark waiting in the wind. Um He's a guy that in 2020 had inconsistency, 2021 less inconsistent. So he improved. And here's an interesting fact for you. I know you like this one, Paul. Now think Micah Parsons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Linebacker position, defensive rookie of the year. He was at the linebacker position, number one in quarterback pressures. Damone Clark in 2021 was fourth in pressures at the linebacker position. So just to give you an idea of what you're mixing in there with what you've got. Quarterbacks, beware. That's beware. what I'm saying. It's coming from that way. Do you know what I mean? I just want to bring up Ed Labas. He's been hitting some great comments tonight. Same with everybody, DJ Dodd, Austin. And we've got some new people coming on to the show. Sam, Samuel Rowe. Yeah. Uh, I think I believe is this your first time on the show? If it is, then great. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Labas is saying don't discount the chemistry with Jabril Cox. Of course. We cannot forget that. Mm. And that is a great point he's made. And year again, right? Once I give you the the, the measurables with him, you see again that that there's the same. Because we already know what the the type is because we talk about it all the time. Um, but you know, he's six foot two, two hundred and forty pound, seventy eight and a half inch wingspan. Paul, that's ninetieth percentile. That's that's crazy. And also, Sam, welcome, welcome to the UK Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you just look at the other stuff. Four, five, seven, 40 yard dash, 86%. Vert, 37, 81%. Broad jump, 92nd percentile. 10 yard split, 79th percentile. And he was so, doing this with a bad back. Yep. Crazy. That's, that's nuts. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like we say, there are the issues with the, the injuries and there are other injuries uh, as well um, beyond the back, which they need to address uh, and decide what they're doing. I have faith in the Cowboys doctors because we've seen them doing it time and time oh, again. Yeah, they, 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 they do medicals, yeah. mate. They do medicals. <laughs> yeah. If, if they're unsung fact, heroes with it all, really. Well, yeah, I mean, if there's one thing, you could probably say they're better than most actual hospitals out there in the world. Because how how they can make turn around uh, players with ACL injuries or torn, uh, torn Achilles, all that type mm. of stuff, and make them come back like six months ahead of schedule. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, look at Jabril uh, Cox. He's uh, ahead. Uh, uh, look at that Prescott. That Prescott, another yeah. example. Yeah. Well, um, the, the, the other thing as well to look at is that, you know, if you 
if you pick somebody who's got a clean injury history coming out, that just means he's one he's one more play closer to you know, everybody gets injured at some point in time. Yeah. It means God, he's yeah. one he's one play he's one play away from getting another you know, getting an injury and it could it could be career ending. You could play two could play two snaps in the NFL and that's it, your career's shot. So, you know, uh, where look at Sean Lee. Sean Lee was an injury concern coming out, and LVE you know, was LVE yeah. as well. And mm. was, you know, okay, he's he's got. To, it's not the fifth year option, but he's got to a second contract with the Cowboys. Yeah. Um. You know, and if he turns it on this year again, he could be he could be making money elsewhere. So. Mm. Um, yeah. And we're we're looking at new compensatory picks in the in a couple of years time. In next year, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people are saying, you know, they're arguing about the point, and it's a good point you make there, Lorne. And they keep going, they're not doing anything in free agency, and it's like, yeah, they don't really make those moves, but and then they end up with all these compensatory picks. So then, when we're all looking at it, we're going, wow, the Cowboys have got nine draft picks. It's because they haven't done anything in free agency, so they get these draft picks. So then, guys like Damone Clark. You know, there's a good example. You know, um, we were talking about Matt, Matt Walzeko. These are the guys they can end up getting because they don't make those moves. Hundred percent. And I mean, I th- I th- you know, obviously we've talked about, you know, Jerry likes to trade up and down and all that, but it's taken gives you quite some. It's it's you know obviously taking a bit of balls of steel for him not to. Yeah. trade around it and especially with some of the crazy trades that were going on in, <laughs> this year i mean I'm, I'm sure jerry was you know itching to pull the trigger on some of these deals and, you know, <laughs> just standing there and standing back and you know we we've got a, a serviceable class this year um have we improved the talent from last year's team maybe not but mm. Um, you know, it's not it's not always the talent we've changed. Some of these guys that are coming in have got the attitude that we didn't have last year that bounced us out of the playoffs in the first round. Yeah. You know, we needed a we need a change of culture, we mm-hmm. need a change in attitude. Some of these guys might, even though they're coming in as rookies, they might be able to uh, have an influence in the locker room. Um, and you know, just just because you got the most talented squad, or the, the the most overpriced squad, or whatever, doesn't necessarily translate to winning the Super Bowl. Mm. You know, the 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 Patriots can tur- Patriots can have managed to turn around a roster. You know, with in a lot of cases, it, it'd be you'd consider some of their players to be also rans or. Uh, replacement players and you know they've managed to take them to the Super Bowl numerous times and create a dynasty out of that so um it just it's it's a case of catching fire in a bottle I think so yeah just to bring up this uh, we comment are there any Eagles fans in the UK yes there <laughs> yes uh, there is actually a UK UK Eagles fan group as well which ironically um, talked to us a lot yeah, we, we, we talk to them on a, well, I wouldn't say on a day-to-day basis, but just kind of throw, throwing conversations back at each other, like, all right, nice, a bunch of guys, but I, I hear what you're saying, like, but yeah, I've been to an Eagles game personally, and yes, they are loudmouths. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. The, the UK Eagles, they're, they're not too bad. I think they're, 
they're trying to distance themselves from that narrative, if you like. Uh, yeah, yeah. You but get they... that feel from them. Absolutely. But and ironically, if you're talking about the, you know being close with them, a lot of people find this weird that the the group uh, um, in the NFL UK community we're closest with is the UK Giants. Um, yeah. Now we do talk with them a lot. We're in a fantasy football uh, group with them. So mm. there we go. Next pick, yeah. Throw that one. Yeah, let's go to the next pick before we we ramble right. on too much. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Can we? Can we? Can we just see this? Can we start calling him Big? Big GR, yeah, Big Ridge, yeah. Aye, Big Ridge, Big GR. <laughs> yeah, um, I got a mate called JR, but um, uh, I'll tell you about it off here. But um, <laughs> our next compensatory pick, yeah, Big John Ridgeway. I mean, JR, Big JR. He's not when you watch this guy's tape, he's again a bit of a one trick pony because he's a huge guy, he is massive, but. Um, he's bigger he's than not, is, is he not actually bigger than uh, what's his face, Jordan Davis? Like size wise, yeah, size wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I mean, the guy is six foot five, 93 percent, I'll 321 pounds, I'll say 85th. Um, but again, once you go through it, wingspan nearly 82 inches, which is 78th percentile. Um, in terms of like <laughs> it, it, in terms of everything else. Um, when you watch it, he's not much of a mover. But what this guy is, it goes back to, remember he was saying about the offensive line, about, you know, trying to establish the run. This is the opposite of that. This is John Ridgway trying to... He's a, he's a run stuffer. He's a run stuffer. He's And we were talking all throughout the, um, the, the draft shows. Me and you certainly did a lot, Paul, is saying that the Cowboys really, really do need... To help proper, take away a, a, a proper one tick, yeah, yeah, a proper zero slash one tech in the middle Absolutely. to help anchor it down and take the pressure off the three techs that are playing out of position in that role. Uh, and what's good is obviously he'll be in rotation with uh, Bahana as well, so you know you won't be relying. On, yeah, you, you maybe get two snaps. Out of, you you get first and second down at Ridgeway. You'll get the next. The next first and second down, you can bring in Bahana, so you're not you're not tiring either of them out. Yeah, You've got uh, them relatively fresh in the fourth uh, quarter. See, see, that's a, that's a good point you just made there, Lauren. It's the rotation side of things, and that, that's one thing that Dan Quinn has done quite well is rotating players in and out. I mm. feel, well, especially within the defensive line. I think obviously with numbers, we've put players not in there, like like putting Gallimore as a one tech. No. Gallimore is as a proper free tech defensive tackle. He, like, like there's no there's no debating that. Um so with now you've got Boana and you now you've got Ridgeway as yeah. pro, like as those guys that can be the one tech anchors, zeros, whatever you how you've got them lined up, it will certainly help the rest of the defensive line and like Parsons and uh, LVE, Jabril yeah. Cox. It yeah. can certainly help them up when it comes to actually stopping the run for sure. It just, it just, yeah. it, it just closes all the gaps up. Yeah, and it's really, it was something that was missing on that defense, uh, and I think this, and you know, we being later drafting, you're able to react to what um, the rest of the NFC East is doing. So th this is more like them trying to, when you think about it, um, you know depending what the Giants do with their running back, the Eagles, 
which were the, the number one rushing team in the NFL last year. This is just trying to help slow things down and reacting to what they are doing. Um, I really like the pick, me personally. I think in terms of... Um, the, 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 the eventual pick? Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I love positional it. need. Um, I, I'll tell you now, I think a lot of people liked it, that 53% of Cowboys fans liked the pick. Um, I understand that, yeah, one trick pony, athletic scores, somebody made a comment about him being ill at the combine. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see where this goes. Like like, like you were saying, Lorne, you know, the Quinton Bahana, you know, you, in a 4-3 as well, which is what they play, you, you're trying to rotate those pieces around quite a lot. Um, so he, fit, he fits the bill. He fits what we needed. And then you take the last pick that we had, which is Oklahoma State linebacker Devin Harper. Um, now, some people didn't have this guy on anyone's board. I had him, but he's right at the very bottom. Um, <laughs> did quite well in his pro day, but this is an FBI-type linebacker um, for definite. Diagnoses defences. FBI-type um, linebacker? Please def please uh, tell me the definition for that. Uh, football intelligent. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. See, like that, do you? I was not, it's not what I was expecting. <laughs> it, it came about a couple of years and they just like use it for guys who linebackers that are like you know the 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 quarterback spy like the, the quarterback uh, of the defense type um so i think this is a guy though more than anything with his athletic traits is going to find a role on special teams that's why i like this particular pick yeah, yeah sub packages he's, he's coverage package special teams Go on, yeah, he's 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 going he's going to be, you know, he's he's probably you're probably looking at him being somebody like um, Francis Bernard as well that was at the tail end yes. of the the yeah. linebacker core, serviceable yeah. serviceable as a special teams, and if pressed into it, you know, will make one or two plays, um, but won't do anything won't do anything flashy um, yeah. as a linebacker. So. Yeah, my, my, has has potential to grow, and again, we we talk all of these players, as long as they continue to progress and they get mm -hmm. the coaching that they need. I mean, this is everything now is into the coaches' um, hands, and yeah, they need to coach these guys up. So can this guy progress? Um, you know, and again, as as I've said all all along, I mean, it it can just be the scheme that you're in. You've been you've been recruited out of high school. You've you've gone in with one set of coaching staff. You you end up with another set of coaching staff, and you're looking on the outside. You're looking on the outside in because you're not the you're not the fit that they're looking for. You could have entered the transfer portal, but you didn't, mm -hmm. and you just you know as a result your draft grades a little bit lower or whatever. But you know again, you find the right position in the NFL. You can quite easily take the take the next step up. So, all of yeah. these guys have have potential. Um, none of none of none of these are screaming reach or you know you know they're not pen pen through picks where you're going. Who where the hell did that come from? <laughs> yeah. Um, let Let's just see how it goes. I've got a great question for you. Again, from from the big Labaste. And this is one directly for you, Mike. Uh, where is it? Where is it? 
Do you think Harper is rated higher than Hansford? Oof, that's close. It's close. <laughs> because what you got to remember is, uh, is and I mean, we'll get to the undrafted. Hansford on Texas A&M was the, the, their best tackler. He's come away with the most tackles from the linebacker position. So I, it's close. They play different roles, most certainly. But I think, if anything... Harper probably has the better chance because I, I, Hansford took a bit of a step back last year where Harper is just kind of, because of his athletic traits, has a role that he can have on special teams like Lorne was saying as well, you know, with a Francis Bernard sort of position that he can play to get. Because uh, 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 his pro day was really good. I think he ran like a, a 4 four row at his pro day, um, if I'm right. So that's quick for a linebacker. Um, so he can get downfield on special teams. So that's why I think between him and Hansford, I would probably say Harper will take the edge because of the role he can play on special teams. And he's got the smarts too. That would be my take on that one. <laughs> do you want to get to the undrafted free agents, guys? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So rather than just go through everyone, because the list is long, um, give me, and I'll start with you, Lorne. Give me, like, what were your favorite, who are your three favorite undrafted guys that they, they've got at the moment um, for you? That, and also the ones you think were going to likely to make it the squad or at least get onto the practice squad. Well, the, the one that screams to me is it? Um, who is it? It's uh, Lindstrom, the centre. Alec Lindstrom. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's actually graded uh, by PFF. He had um, a better score than Tyler Linderbaum in mm -hmm. as a power five centre for pass blocking. Uh, yeah. He had a grade of eighty seven point eight. Linderbaum had eighty five point four. Um, you know, we we've made no. Um, bones about it on here that you know so far Tyler Biadish hasn't um, been what we expected now whether mm -hmm. that was injury injury coming out of college um, COVID among other things and just taking that time to adapt to the NFL maybe picks it up this year who knows but um, I think Lindstrom's certainly got a, a, a chance to be um, competing against him this year um and by all accounts again you know it, it, it is also putting the putting the effort in that um yeah philbin was interviewed on the cowboys draft show um i i would love to have been a fly on the wall there because obviously you know brian's made no bones about how um, <laughs> how he feel, feels about philbin so having them across across one in uh, one another doing that interview would have been interesting but um you know seemingly farniak's hardly ever out of the building as well so he's putting the work in so this this offensive line is going to be a real um competition i think going into camp this year yeah um, about the yeah. same and, and that's what you want you want guys who are hungry and want to be playing um and again that just uh, in in some respects, again, that can override talent as well. So, yeah. again, it just it helps with the chemistry. It just you, you get that bond, and you know you can you can 
you can be going up against guys who are far more talented than you, but you're doing a better job than them. So yeah, I'll take all of this. Um, the other one that sticks out for me, I name everybody's already dubbed him the big cat. Uh, oh, big cat, yeah, 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 big yeah. cat Brian from big UCF. cat Brian UCF. Yeah, yeah, big cat Brian. Um, I think he's he's going to be an interesting pick as well. Um, and he does have a chance. I, I would agree. He, he has a chance to at least make the practice squad. Yep. Yeah, I'm yep. with you there. I can see. I can see a way he squeaks in. What about your third guy? I haven't really got a third guy. I haven't okay. dug, dug that deep on the on the UDFAs that we've. we've seen, <laughs> so. All right. Well, Paul, hit me with your top three. I can guess who they're going to be, but give me yours. I'll let Lennestrom, Matrice Bell, and Dontero Drummond. Yeah, Dante Drummond's a good one. Marquis Bell, I think, is a guy, I think, because, again, you know, you go through it, the height, length, the weight, um, but Marquis Bell is, is a guy. He's a, he's a, he's a hard hitter yeah, as well. he's fast. He's a straight-line speed. He, he is, but, like, if you watch this game from him, he has no fear yeah. Sticking his yeah. head in. I just saw the That's moth going across your screen. I just saw the moth going across your screen there. <laughs> that, that moth is doing my head in, honestly. <laughs> he, he's attracted to the ring light on top here. But, uh, but uh, yeah, um, what I like with Marky's belt is I think that there's a guy that um, could actually make the team on special teams again. Mm -hmm. Hard hitter, fast straight line speed, good length, good reach, good height. It's like everything you just go, okay, yep, there's special teams. Um, and I, Dontario Drummond is an interesting one. Um, funny old miss again. Um, because I just wonder which way round it works. Uh, Drummond was fine in old miss, but was it, was he benefiting from the rest of the moving parts? Well, that's one way to find out, but this is true, uh, but. but... I'll be very interested to see if he would be more or less the guy that's going to be utilised under special teams. Same with mm -hmm. Ty, Ty Fry, 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 Fry. How do you pronounce Ty Fry Fogel? <laughs> yeah, go with that. <laughs> Try Fry Fogel. Yeah, um, you're an uh, Indiana guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, now me, I, I prefer Ty to Drummond. I just think athletically he can provide you with more and what go watch tape on him? High point in the ball. That's an interesting one. He's very good at winning those high uh, high pointing on those 50-50 balls. Um, that is a, a good one. I tell you what, though, I got a couple of others that they throw in, and one that people um, forget about. Right, so you got um, tight end from Indiana as well, Peyton Hendershot. Um, just wonder what he can provide with something slightly different than what you got. A sneaky one, though, is uh, Isaac Taylor-Stewart from USC. Um, that guy, rapid. I mean, he's moving, for especially for a guy at um, nearly six foot two, over 200 pounds. He can move, especially his yeah. splits. Um, could be a guy that they push to um, safety if they really wanted to. But for me, and I think this guy has... The, the 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 best chance of all of them, including Alec Lindstrom, because Alec Lindstrom has issues, and we were talking about this before the show, with his frame. That you, you look at his frame, his body, 
And it just you look at it and you go, there's not really much more meat you can stick on that frame. You, do you know what I mean? He's about as big as he's gonna get, and he's still undersized. But the guy for me, and it's ironic that this guy got picked, is kicker from Texas Tech, Jonathan Gabry, uh Garibray. And yeah. um funnily enough, we had he's a guy clutch. he's clutch. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we we had uh, KT Kevin Turner come on uh, and talk with us on. It was, was it on day three? He came on day three. Yeah. It was day three. Yeah. Yep. So he came on and he said, oh, "I tell you, a kicker I really like is Texas Tech kicker." And lo and behold, we go and get him, and we're tagging him on Twitter. Look, <laughs> um, I think yeah. I think that's going to be the guy. What do you reckon? Oh, I, I certainly do. I, I, as soon as I said I hadn't looked into the UDFAs, that that was the guy that came to mind as well. That would would have been my third round or third pick. Um, you know, kicking a sixty-two yarder. He's he's mm. equally at home. He can he he's equally at home kicking in the, into the wind as well. He's quite calm and assured. Yeah. He's only missed in in the two years. I think he's only missed something like two extra points, and he's only missed three or four field goals and. Um, I haven't gone back and had a look at why those field goals were missed, but I mean, it can again, you know, I, I'll take missing three or four field goals um, any day where it's, you know, it, it's something that the wind catches it wrong or something like that. But <laughs> and I yeah. mean, it, it, especially at the college game, the kick, the kick from wider than you expect, or wider. They than do, yeah, because the, the hashes field, are so. further out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I mean, you're you're asking them to kick funnier or strange angles than you are in the yeah. NFL. It's a lot more straightforward. So, That's it. Um, if if he keeps his head, and I mean, especially Nagar that we've got on the roster as well, he's only kicked once for the Jets. Um, yeah. Hmm. So it's an open competition. Obviously, there's a few kickers hitting the market just now. Um, you know, maybe we pick up somebody else coming into camp and, you know, you make it a three-way kicking game um, during training camp, try and create the competition there as well. But um, And that can't be understated, especially at the kicker position. Like, you yeah. know, we didn't really provide much in the way of, you know, a kicking competition last year. And look how that ended up. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It was, uh, I, and you should never have to rely on your kicker to win games. But no. it is nice that um, it, on those close games, because those close games are going to come, they are going to happen. It is nice that you can turn around and go, okay, yeah, yeah, let's put our kicker on and get this game won. You know, there is that nice feel to it. We haven't had that since Dan Bailey. Yep. So uh, that would be nice to get back if we can. Um, but we will get into special teams uh, in the breakdown series. It will be the last one. And then, uh, as I say, once we finish the positional breakdown series, uh, which will be in July, that's when we hit Oxnard. That's what, that'd be nice. <sighs> it's always a good time. Um, but there we go. But that is the first uh, looking at the draft prospects. Thank you to everyone that uh, kicked in with us. Um, a lot of uh, good comments and questions. We love it. Yeah, like lots of new people coming on to the show for the very first time. So, guys, thank you so much for the comments. So, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, bring bring on bring on the off season. That's it. Yeah. So we will be back next week 
for the quarterback position, looking at all the quarterbacks, <laughs> all like there's loads, um, <laughs> where we'll look at all the quarterbacks um, and run through it, stats, uh, facts, figures, uh, scouting reports, all the rest of it, depth chart. Um, so go with it, Paul. It's your turn. Oh, yeah. So, guys, if you're planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to go to cowboysexperience.com for the ultimate meet and greet game day experience where you get to meet players like such as Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, Drew Pearson, and many, many more. Guys, I, I, I don't know how to really say much more, but, but the guys at Cowboys Experience do treat you like absolute royalty when you're over there. But when you do go book with Cowboys Experience, be sure to use the code UK Cowboys because, guys, what do you get? Free stuff. Um, and I just want to add as well, we had Barry from Cowboys Experience on the show for two of the days. Did he come on the yeah. third day as well? He came he, on, he, on the third yeah. day. He was, he, was he, on, he was on day three, certainly. I think he was on day he, two as well. He was on, he, he was on day two for the Sam Williams. Uh, uh, yeah, D- yeah, D- yeah, day one there was the Texas Live thing. Yeah, yeah, so I forget. So guys, go and follow all these other guys. They're all our friends. They've been on our show. They come and talk to us and been with us and all the rest of it. Make sure you can follow them because uh, they are our friends and they provide good Cowboys content. There was that moth again. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna, I am going to catch him then. Um, but that is it for this week, guys. So we will be back next Thursday not Friday, so we'll get back to normal programming. Just a bit of a hectic week for everybody. Sometimes that happens. But I've got to be honest with you. Everybody was busy apart from Paul. He just said I can't be bothered. (laughs) 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 I'm only winding you up. I'm only winding you up. Hey, have you found that cigar yet? Nope, still not found it yet. For God's sakes. That ruined my weekend, that. Right. Anyway, I'm going to let these guys finish and sign off. Thank you very much, everybody. You're our MVPs. We'll see you next Thursday. Finish it off, guys. See you next Thursday. Yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in tonight, making the comments, and we'll catch you next week, guys. Later.